Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you, our entrepreneurial audience, to help you take your business to entirely new heights. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to subscribe to the show on the site, which again is successhackers.net. I see you guys spreading the word about Success Hackers on social media. As a matter of fact, I just had someone write in the other day, uh, and by the way, you can write in anytime you want. And if you want to write in, the email is info at successhackers.net, info at successhackers.net. If you want something that you want us to cover or having me ask our esteemed guests any questions, go ahead and write that, and I will be sure to not only bring your name and company up on the next show, but I'll also ask the question that you wanted me to ask our esteemed guests. But I was going over one of the recent emails, and it was so great. And this individual who's a business owner said, man, thank you, Scott, for the show. Thank you for Success Hackers. Because your esteemed guests and some of the things that you talk about on the show, I've been able to actually triple my business since I've been listening to your show, which was incredible. So again, thank you to all of you who continue to listen and spread the word. Also, don't remember, stay all the way to the end because I have something special that I want to share with all of you. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is all about creating collaboration, leadership, and fun in the workplace environment. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Jurgen Apollo. Jurgen, are you ready to rock? I am totally ready, Scott. Jurgen is the CEO of the business network Happy Melly and co-founder of the Agile Lean Europe Network and Stu's Network. Inc.com has called him a top 50 leadership expert, a top 50 leadership innovator, and a 100 top great leadership speaker. His most recent book is called Managing for Happiness, which offers you practical ideas to engage workers, improve work, and delight clients. Jurgen, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Scott. Great being here. Well, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners, Jurgen, a little bit of information, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Sure. So, uh, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a writer and a speaker. That's foremost, most important things that I do. Um, I'm also the manager of a small company, about 12 people now, uh, that does licensing of courseware materials around the stuff that I write and speak about. Um, and the company is called Happy Melly. The, the purpose of our little business is to help people be happier in their jobs, wherever they are. 
And uh, I am like the ambassador of the brand. I, I, I go around the world uh, about 80% of my time. I'm traveling, speaking at conferences, at company events, and writing books. And whenever people say, hey, that, that sounds like it makes sense. Could you tell us more? Then I say, well, we have a, uh, a licensing program, and you can sign up as a trainer, or you can attend one of the events that is organized somewhere around the world. And, uh, yeah, that's, so that's what I do. Tell us a little bit more about Happy Melly and the licensing program. Tell us kind of how that works. Sure. So when I set out to be a writer, I thought, um, what am I going to do after being a writer? Because um, I knew when, when you write a book, that opens a lot of opportunities. Whatever, whatever kind of thing you want to do in the future, if you have a book, you will have many you have many opportunities pass by. It's like creating serendipity. And then some people said, well, you could start doing workshops about the stuff that you wrote about. And I thought, yeah, that, that makes sense. But I didn't see myself as a trainer for the rest of my life. It's, it's not the, the most interesting thing for me to be doing until I, I, uh, I, I retire. But I like the idea of creating workshops. And, and that's, that's when I thought, okay, well, Right from the start, I should create a workshop that could be uh, delegated to others so that they can do it. And that would be a business model that scales, right? Uh, so I would just do the first 100 of them or something. And when I know that they're working well uh, in all countries uh, around the world, uh, I would be asking other people to take over and do those workshops and just pay me a moderate fee. Uh, for for the use of the materials and that turned out to be a great business model because now I have 200 trainers around the world in Europe, US, uh, South America, the Far East uh, who basically do my courses and as I said I am now just the ambassador of the brand I don't do any workshops myself anymore and all this licensing and certification of attendees, etc., that needs to be managed, and and I I pay a team for that out of the income of the of the licensing model. Oh my God, I love that business model. So you basically you created the content, you license it out, you went out and tested the product in the marketplace to a hundred plus different uh, seminars that you put on personally, and said, you know what, we have something here. Now let's license it out to other trainers. So when someone becomes a trainer and they teach your product, let's peek behind the curtain of one of those seminars here for a second. What kind of content is the listener or is the audience actually getting, number one? And number two, uh, when you take a look at companies maybe that are doing it right, the ones that just have this vision, they have the culture, what are they doing? Besides, of course, taking your course, but what are they doing right from a culture, from a happiness, from a buy-in standpoint. Right. So, um, as uh, as for your first question, what people get, what what my clients get, is uh, is uh, materials in the form of slide decks and flip charts and 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 sketch notes and all of that is digital. Everything is downloadable. Uh, a lot of content, uh, a lot of the content is, is online, publicly available for free as, as, uh, uh, as marketing materials, of course. Uh, but the, the ones who sign up, they get extra. They get the exercises. They get the, they get the behind the scenes, so to speak, uh, of, of how to organize a workshop well. And we also uh, uh, organize events every now and then for only our trainers so that they get together and share experiences and etc. Um, so what they get is digital materials and we also sell some products online like some management games in, in a physical form. 
they're optional. Uh, people think they're nice to to have, but they're not they're not essential to run a workshop. We also have free downloadable PDFs for that. So that's what people get, and the workshops are very uh, colorful, very playful. Because uh, what we offer basically is is a management and leadership courses, and our message is that managers have have the right to 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 enjoy their jobs as well. You'd be surprised at how many managers and leaders actually hate the kind of work that they have to do in in traditional organizations. And we have a more 21st century approach to management leadership. It, it's, it, it can be a job that is fun. It can be playful. And yeah. that is what we want to express with very colorful materials. We even use the color pink <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and all the others as well. And uh, so that's what they get. And um, a bit of the same we see uh, as, uh, as the necessary culture in organization in the 21st century. Um, if, if you look at any management and leadership literature or workshops or whatever online, you just Google for them and everything is bland or gray yeah, or it's boring. Dark. My God, it, yeah. it makes you depressed. And uh, so we, we set out to change that. And we think uh, uh, companies should be fun to work for. Uh, they should be joyful places to, to enjoy not only your work, but also a significant part of your life. And uh, that is expressed not only through our colorful materials, but also the way we try to organize those workshops with uh, with our with our trainers. And um, yeah, so we are we are trying to make the world of work a happier place. And everybody needs to be more happy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I know this is a business and an entrepreneurial podcast, and we talk marketing and strategies and tactics. But I do believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that. Being happy, having a passion, being excited about what you do every single day is a choice, um, and it's not at some some foo foo thing. It's actually in a choice, and I and I've been very intentional over the last several years to to enjoy things more in my business, in my life, and and I get it. Someone's listening might say, "Well, you know what." I understand that you don't want to be skipping around all day long while you're trying to build the business and saying everything is amazing because there's going to be problems and there's going to be hiccups and there's going to be road bumps and that's all absolutely true. However, I do believe that at the end of the day, we do have a choice. We can either wake up and say, let's focus on the things that are miserable about my life and about my business and about my my marriage, etc. Or you can look at the, the actual things that are actually working, focus on that. Would you agree? Uh, I totally agree there, Scott, and I, I like to see it as, as work-life integration and not as work-life balance, which is for me a bit of an, an old-fashioned term uh, nowadays. Um, for me, is the whole week is one one big blur. I can get up on, on Sunday morning and look forward to answering some emails and doing a bit of work. Uh, before I have my first coffee, and on on a Monday morning, morning I could look forward to go out and 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 run in the forest around the corner because I happen to be in a city with a great uh, greenery in the neighborhood or whatever. So it, it's it's one big blur. Why should I decide which days are work and which days are are are, are life? Uh, mm. Work life balance concept doesn't make any sense to me. Then for me. My my work is part of my life, so I better en- better enjoy it. 
So let's go down that one step further um, and, and kind of peek inside the curriculum for a second. We talk a lot on this show about marketing and about sales and about conversions. So number one is how do you market your business? I know you have trainers all over the world, but how do they market and who do they market it to typically, the curriculum? And then secondly, what's maybe one piece what's in the curriculum that you can actually share with our Hacker Nation community of what somebody what a client will get when they're actually in the seats or have part of the workbook? So um, as for marketing, we do a lot of stuff online with our social streams, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and you name it. Um, as I said, we have some free content. Um, uh, SlideShare is doing quite uh, quite well. We have some amazing slide decks uh, of which we published the, 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 the slightly trimmed down public version. On, on SlideShare, and uh, that generates uh, some uh, some eyeballs uh, uh, on the website. Um, and uh, what our trainers themselves uh, do, well, what what works best is is events. If you're a speaker at a conference for an hour, or or you just organize a local meetup. Uh, for uh, for uh, um, uh, CTOs or CIOs or middle management, whatever, and then you play a game, for example, that is freely uh, uh, downloadable from our website, then people get interested because then they actually see that the materials are fun, that they're colorful, that this is a different kind of management leadership and not the boring old dark blue, dark gray uh, uh, kind of stuff. Uh, then they tend to sign up to a uh, to a workshop. Um, so half of it is done by us uh, centrally, uh, uh, globally, and the other half has to be done by the, the trainers or facilitators, as we call them, uh, our, our ourselves. And uh, they, they use different approaches, but we notice that quite often uh, free events one hour that 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 works best to in order to get uh, a conversion to actual attendees for a for a workshop and um, as for your second question uh, an example of what people get uh, well one of our most popular games for example is called uh, delegation poker this is about delegating stuff to to a team, a self-organizing team. In many organizations, uh, a self-organization is, is a hot topic. Autonomous teams, uh, empowered workers, they need to be able to make decisions for themselves because they're frontline workers, they're in close contact with customers, and they don't want to wait for procedures and policies and, and whatnot in order to get decisions. Um, but you have to have boundaries uh, uh, on that self-organization to make it work. You have to explain to a team, well, in this area you can make decisions for yourselves until here. The defense is over here. And this is exactly the problem that in, in many organizations that the fence is invisible. It is somewhere, but it has never been properly discussed. So... Sometimes teams imagine a fence that is very near to them, but it isn't, and so they do nothing while they're supposed to self-organize. Or at other times, they hope that the fence is further away, but they have a micromanager who basically puts the fence uh, right up to their skins <laughs> and, and, and watch every single decision. 
So we have a, a game called Delegation Poker uh, that is uh, very fun to play and that helps teams and managers to discuss those boundaries. Where do we uh, uh, end uh, making decisions for ourselves and where does the control of the manager uh, begin? So I want to shift gears here for a second. Talk to you about something that we call a fail-forward stage. So can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people do, Jurgen. They actually use failure as what I call feedback and course correction. So take us back to a time when you failed. Right now, everything is all happy, no pun intended, right? But there must have been a time in your life when you maybe thought like giving up or maybe you hit a roadblock and you said, man, I don't know if I want to keep going. So take us back to that time. And what did you do to get past that and then on your way up what I call your success mountain? Right. So I have a great example. Um, I had a a, uh, internet startup um, back in the days of the uh, internet hype and and, and, uh, uh, burst bubbles. Um, And I had uh, 1 million euros of informal investors injected into my little startup. I had five or six people employed. And we were very, very successful at wasting all that money. <laughs> and uh, But the business never really took off. And uh, that made me very sad. I wasted also my savings on that, on that venture that uh, we had to close the doors. There was no bankruptcy. It was just at one point everything was gone and we just had to stop <laughs> before worse things uh, uh, were, were happening. And they had to ask everyone to leave and find their, find themselves a decent job. Um, so, um, and then I, I, I became, I, I became self-employed again because I needed the money and a steady income for a while. Um, but then, uh, I learned, uh, um, about, um, agile software development, about shorter feedback cycles and, uh, uh much later, uh, the lean startup movement, which has a very similar message. Uh, just phrased differently, and it all comes down to this: you st- you still have to fail. You just have to make the- those failures much smaller and more manageable. Like I failed with a million euros. That was a lot of money, and uh, it is better to fail with 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 a hundred euros, and uh, and then learn from from that. And that is exactly what the lean startup movement says: have very short feedback cycles and uh, and 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 then learn from uh, from that from those iterations so for example uh, i had exactly the same experience with my book i started writing a book in the early 2000s and i got to 40 50 pages and then i didn't know how to continue anymore i had no readers no feedback whatsoever but then in 2008 i started with my own blog and i thought okay let's make a short feedback cycle a blog a blog post is just a couple of paragraphs and then you have people responding to your blog post. And then I figured out that what the market wanted was a, a, a more modern, uh, agile management and leadership uh, topics. And I happened to be a manager uh, at uh, a software company around that time. So I started writing about what I was doing. So it was a short feedback cycle that gave me the input, the learning that I needed to write my first book. And that then became a a big success. It was called Management 3.0. And from that moment, everything has been much more successful because I iterated in much smaller cycles. The failure is still there. But if you make them very, very small failures and you learn from them, 
then it all becomes uh, much better manageable. Yeah, and I love how you put that hacker nation, man. Jurgen just dropping some golden nuggets on us, man. I mean, I, I, you know, everybody that's come on the show has talked about their fail forward stage, and everybody, including yourself, Jurgen, talks about not only failing but using failure as feedback and, like I said earlier, course correction. But I also like what you say, which is basically you said fail small, but it's also I think you can relate that to fail quickly. Yeah, you yeah. know, if you Stop fail quickly, yeah, and if you fail small, fail quickly. However, you want right. to term it for yourself, I think it's important because you're going to fail. Period. End of story. Any successful entrepreneur that ever does anything great, they've been on these shows. We've had over seventy-five esteemed entrepreneurial guests. And they've all said the same thing: I failed, and some have failed bigger than others. But at the end of the day, you're going to fail. And and when I look at your story, Jurgen, you failed with a million euros. And then you said you made some other small failures. But here he is today, uh, Hacker Nation. I mean, he's considered, like Inc. said, top 50 leadership expert. He's written a huge book called Managing for Happiness. And he's written Management 3.0. He's done some amazing things. He speaks all over the world. If Jurgen didn't fail back in the dot-com bust days, we wouldn't be having him on the show today. So all the Hacker Nation listeners that are maybe going through your fail that's okay. Just realize that you're you're in good company and that you're on your way to doing some huge, huge things. I totally agree there, and and uh, I I, to- I also agree with with the message of failing fast. But I I would I, I have a, a a different twist on that because failing fast doesn't mean that you should spend your million euros in one week, right? right. <laughs> uh, that is still a big failure, only only faster. Right. So you have to you have to make them small. Uh, that that is what I what I learned. I, I I learned a lot indeed, as you said, Scott. I wouldn't be here if I had I didn't have that experience from from back then, uh, which was extremely valuable. But it was also extremely painful, and you don't want that pain. <laughs> you do want the learning, but you don't want the pain. Uh, and that is possible by making those failures very small. Yeah, I love it. All right, here again. As you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow their business and themselves. So give us one success hack that you can share to help our Hacker Nation maybe become better leaders or possibly a way to create a fun, winning, inspirational environment within their business. Give us one hack. <laughs> one hack. So, um, well, what I always say is, uh, is manage the system and not the people. As soon as you're, or you enter in a personal one-on-one mode with another person about their performance or, or uh, etc., then basically you're already operating failure mode. Um, I try to manage the system around the people, manage the environment in which they're having great fun together, uh, uh, give feedback on each other, on their performance, and I just sit back and, and, and tweak the dials, so to, so to speak. And uh, to make it um, uh, offer a very concrete one, uh, my team has peer-to-peer bonuses, for example. Yes, we do have a bonus system, but as a manager, as the business owner, I just set aside some money every month. Uh, I put it in the in the bonus pot, the bonus uh, jackpot, so to speak, and uh, and they they decide with each other how much every person should earn by giving each other credits, performance credits. Every, every day is a chance to give someone credits for something that they did, and then over time, every now and then, we roll the dice. 
and we decide if it's if it's time to pay out uh, the bonus and then the, the the amount of the bonus per person depends on the credits that they receive from each other and this is a very concrete thing that you can do peer to peer crediting and is it's a great example of how i manage the system around them uh, and not the individual people. I, I don't have individual one-on-ones with every person on my team. That doesn't scale if you want to be uh, a bigger company. But I do manage the system around them of how they uh, uh, reward each other on their performance. And that works much better. Awesome. Manage the system, not the people. I love that. All right, Jurgen, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. But before we do, I want to remind all the listeners to stay till the very end because I have something I want to bring to your attention. All right, Jurgen, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. <laughs> okay, look forward to that. <laughs> Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Jurgen Apello, are you ready for the randomness round? Let's do this. Best advice you've ever received? Oh, um, read books. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Oh, drink coffee. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Quit your job earlier <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and fail in smaller cycles. Yeah, it gets boring. I re- I'm repeating the same message, but that's exactly the message that I would give. Uh, make, the, make those failures smaller. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Maybe um, uh, because I'm an introvert, I uh, I think about things more. Uh, I don't talk that much, except for now, fortunately, Scott. But um, <laughs> but uh, I think a lot about things. And while other people are watching television or sitting in a bar, drinking beer, whatever, um, I'm reading a book and thinking, hmm, how could I apply this to my business? And that seems to help. What's a hidden talent? that you have that most people may not know about you? Some people say that I'm a great marketer. I don't know how that is possible because I've never learned it. I, I'm, I'm a technical guy. Uh, that is uh, that is what I studied, software engineering. But I had three or four times people already told me, you should give marketing classes, marketing workshops, because <laughs> they admire me for some, for some reason for the stuff that I do. Like, for example, um, I have my book, Managing for Happiness. Uh, I have a book tour, and wherever I go, I have a book plate that, that is printed on a sticker, and I put it in the books uh, by myself, and I sign people's names, and, and they seem to love that. It's just a little gimmick. Um, but people say, hey, that's, that's awesome marketing. How do you come up with that? Hmm. Well, it just seems to make sense to me. It's a hidden talent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? I loved Creativity Inc. by um, uh, Ed Catmull about Pixar Animation Studios. It is awesome. It is so inspiring how that, how that animation, uh, animated movie studio works. Uh, totally the opposite of how the rest of Hollywood works, and and they're able to to churn out one blockbuster after the other. It's it's just fascinating. Mm. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Um, I love a little tool called Edgar Meet Edgar.com. It is, uh, I believe, where it uh, schedules um, uh, my posts. Um, on on various channels uh, repeatedly uh, over time, and I can schedule uh, different kinds of posts in different time slots. And I find that useful. I also use Hootsuite, 
Um, but for this particularly, I use uh, Edgar. Jurgen, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. Awesome. <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you for your time and also sharing these incredible strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Well, just type Managing for Happiness in Google or Amazon, and there you'll find my new book. It has been uh, released just very, very recently. It contains all these suggestions such as peer-to-peer crediting uh, bonuses and then delegation poker, and you can see how colorful uh, management and leadership can be, even as an entrepreneur, because I am an entrepreneur, I am self-employed, and I actually do not have anyone employed. I only work with other self-employed people with other entrepreneurs we call ourselves a team um, but uh, uh, but still I can apply everything that is in the in the in the book so type my, managing for happiness and you'll find me Hacker Nation make sure to head over to successhackers.net that's successhackers.net for this episode show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Jurgen along with some other really cool brand new resources we have on the site oh When you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the latest, newest episodes. Before we end the show today, I want to make you aware of something really special. Besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. And after years of working with small to mid-sized business owners, I've learned there's really only five specific areas in every business where there's a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits. But here's the problem. For whatever reason, 99% of business owners know nothing about them and they're missing a huge, huge opportunity because of it. After I discovered how bad this actually is, I now perform what I call a 40-minute business makeover where I can guarantee to help any business owner find at least ten dollars to $30,000 in their existing business in less than 40 minutes without them spending a cent on advertising and marketing. Well, now I want to make this available to you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners, completely complimentary. We only have a few handful of spots available. So if you're an existing business owner and you want me to help you find revenue in your existing business without you spending any money on advertising, all you have to do is go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com for additional information on how you can grab one of these available spots. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.